You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters on a rare event, the 12th winning post-game show of the Coyote season. That was the 12th win? Yep. I'm glad somebody's counting. No, it was a good win. It was a good win. I think there were there are elements of today's game that they didn't apply to last night's game that helped them win today. And number one, you got to go with Karel Melka, and, and it's it's kind of the, the the you know what we say over and over again. The goalie's good; they have a chance to win. And Vemelka was really good tonight. Uh, the difference between last night and tonight is Grubauer wasn't as good as Thatcher Demko. And, and I think that was that helped the Coyotes. I, I thought they had better offensive chances last night than they did tonight. Um, but fortunately, they they were able to um, put some behind Grubauer and and hold on. And I thought there for a minute in the third, it looked a little scary. But um, <clears throat> it's a big win, and I don't know. We got We might have to make a call in to somebody and remind them that this is a rebuild reminder. I know. Well, here's our um, I know. I just super chat. From Mr. Stalin, Coyote showed Climate Pledge Arena what global warming really is. Joke franchise, Vegas went to the finals in their first year. What a disaster. Well, a disaster. Aggressive. Looks like a yeah, beautiful well, building. Vegas lost like 6 nothing to Calgary tonight. So not a great <laughs> night for the expansion teams. Um, but yeah, it did look like a beautiful building. We'll have to ask Craig who had the chance to tour it. And then unfortunately the original game got canceled so we'll have to ask him um what he thought of the actual arena but yeah the Coyotes are now have, <coughs> have are now two and oh against an entire franchise i know for, for their the history of their their that's kind of fun they've never lost to that franchise they've never wow. lost to the seattle kraken wow i thought there were moments here that that early some of the saves that melka made tonight were absolutely impressive the save on eberly where he goes um cross ice and he gets a blocker on it that was phenomenal he had the wraparound on winberg um he was the difference in the game tonight and it's funny when we talk about Vimelka, when he's out of the net sliding around, you go, oh, shit, we're in trouble. And then when you get a game like tonight, he was tight. He was in the crease. He dialed in everything. He swallowed up. There were no rebounds. 
I thought he was fantastic tonight. Now the big question is, can he do that again? He's got to start to show, can he put two or three of those games in a row? Because he was the difference today. He played great. Absolutely, which was good to see because hearing that he was doing a back-to-back was kind of concerning. So for him, and I'm sure he wanted the opportunity to after last night. So the fact that he had a great game tonight like he did, I'm sure meant a lot to him. Yeah, I think um, when you... When you have a game like that, Leah, you're right. Like he, he's I, five goals and 29 shots last night in Vancouver, and you you go, good grief! You put him in a back to back. Last time he did back to back, he got pulled after two shots. So you get concerned. Um, but for him, he was able to race last night, put the five goals behind him, and, and he was an absolutely different guy tonight. Like I, I thought he was steady, strong, and he watched the puck all the way in. I, I thought he looked great. Definitely the difference today, and luckily for him, he was able to erase last night's game against Vancouver. Definitely. Well, let's um, kick this off with tonight by the numbers. Let's see it. All right. Um, Coyotes, five, Seattle, two, 27 shots for the Coyotes for to the, Seattle's 36. So, again, getting out shot, but what else is new? Um, both teams 0 for 2 on the power play face-offs pretty even all around but again for veggie to face 36 shots and save 34 of them awesome yeah awesome, I wonder awesome. we, maybe for next year we gotta look at the games where he has more than 30 saves versus like last night there were only 29 shots on goal maybe he just needs more work maybe he needs 35 40 shots a game to to have a I know he seems to thrive when he gets like absolutely shot on extremely that is not a sentence it's, it's okay Leah. i was at the open Go all day i know fine. work work Whatever. work Kalia. got oh, all that Lord. sun today oh man better yeah. have a tan that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i still don't get it i still don't get it i said it. i saw the highlights of, of the open today on tv and i'm just the entire time i said glad i'm not there but anyway, back, back to the goalie thing. I feel like there is something too, and and this was the thing that we used to talk about, where that Darcy Kemper might have might struggle with in Colorado, because in Arizona, it's like as the Arizona goalie, you face a lot of shots, and then going somewhere like Colorado, where that team is more gifted than. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard when you get the, you know, even you go back to when Kemper had his best games as a Coyote. They were the games where he's making 30, 35 plus saves. And that's when you're in the game and you get in the rhythm and you're seeing the puck a lot. And you you, you knew that was going to happen for him in Colorado. You were worried some nights he's going to get 18, 19 shots on goal and could he stay in it? And luckily for them, um, Darcy Kemper's been lights out and he's been able to make the saves he's supposed to make. I think with Vimelka, you see these nights. Like tonight, like that's a lot of rubber he sees tonight. And I think on some of those nights when he's in the zone, it doesn't matter how many they have. They could have 60 shots tonight. When he's feeling it, Yeah, it's just got to be something for him. He's going to have to find that consistency so he can do that three out of four, four out of five, or most nights that he can play that way. Um, but even offensively, I thought they were better tonight. You know, you get, a, get the Kessel goal, you get on a turnover, you get the one-on-one with Kessel right in front. And even in that, you know, you had so many chances in tighter on the net. Kessel misses one in tight on a great pass by LeBush. And Fisher all alone in front of the net on the power play. Um, so they did have their opportunities. <clears throat> the difference is today they were able to put it by the goaltender where they couldn't get that done last night. 
Definitely. And you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Grubauer didn't have as good of a game tonight as Demko did last night. And that was actually one of your keys to tonight's game had to do with getting shots on Grubauer. So let's pull those up. Get to Grubauer was the first one. Wow. Look at you. Pucks and people at the net. Need power play success over the last eight. Still didn't have success on the power play. Yeah. And you know, they were able to put 60 minutes together, I think, tonight better than they have um, in the last few weeks. So I think they accomplished that one and they checked that box. The power play is definitely a concern. I mean, they, now they're 0 for 10. Um, and, and I don't know, other than the shot that or the pass that went through Fisher's um, by Fisher's stick, they didn't have a lot of great looks on the power play. And that's two consecutive games on this back to back where you didn't go, oh, wow, they were all over them on the power play. There was. On, on the second power play night, they had a little better puck movement. But again, it wasn't The second of, one was definitely better. It was better, but, but they're not getting the shots and the opportunities where you go, oh, the goalie made great saves or or those kind of things. And that you've got to start finding those things on the power play to help build your momentum. More importantly, you need the goals. But if you can't get the goals, you need to build the momentum. And I just don't see it on their power play right now. And, you know, you've got a, a team with Tampa coming in this weekend. But good grief, that's a team that, you are going to have to find a way to score. It's the one of the premier teams in these back-to-back cup winners. They, If not the best goalie in the world, one of the top goalies in the world, you are going to have to try to score when you have the man advantage. So hopefully that streak ends for them on Friday um, because tonight I just didn't see the magic there on the power play. I, I hope they get to... When, when I look back at some of our, but Noel Brown was a coach we had here that ran the power play years ago when this team was in the top 10 in the power play. And he would always say, when we get in trouble, the puck goes to the defenseman and you shoot. And everybody knows there's going to be a shot and everybody goes to the net. So when you're struggling on it, just make it easy. Don't try to make plays. Don't try to, to make the perfect pass. Just make it easy. Everybody knows the puck's going to the net. Let's go to the net. And then when you start getting those goals and maybe a few of those go in, then you can start relaxing on the power play. And then you can start looking for your plays and running different options off of the power play. But right now, they're just going to have to find a way to get a goal. And off, like an old Garland off the face goal. They need something to happen <laughs> on the power play. True. Well, it might be one of those <clears throat> things that it just needs to happen once and kind of get it going. Much like Phil Kessel tonight, who finally scored um, after an 18-game goal drought, which for someone who's a goal scorer, like Phil Kessel, that's significant. It was his sixth goal of the season, and I thought Phil Kessel looked really good tonight. Yeah, and you know he got to the net, and, and you, you know he's a guy that's going to score, and the trade deadline's coming, and he's thinking about it. He just needs those opportunities. They're going to go in for him eventually, and I thought he looked good. He skated well. I thought he had another chance in the second period that we talked about that just he just missed. Um, Schmaltz gets a goal again, so I, I think it's when we see the, the guys that are supposed to score, score. I wish Keller would have been able to get on the, uh, yeah. the goal. Uh, well, he too. had an, I think he had an assist on one of the empty net goals on the last he one. He did. Yeah. He did get one on, on Schmaltz's last goal. So he's back on the score sheet and starts another streak today. Um, but offensively, again, we, I still think they looked better last night. The difference, the other difference tonight, though, as you're watching it, you go, oh, the, the third period, they're up by two. Oh, this is good. They, they look good. They're, they're still looking for offense. Things were going good. And then, they give up another odd man rush goal, and you go, "Oh shit!" It's I was, three to two. I was There's sweating. There's a lot of time. There's a yeah. lot of time. 
I, out loud, I said, please don't do this. Like out loud, I said that because <laughs> I, I just and felt like it was going to happen. They can't because even though the shots were lopsided and the goaltending had been good, I thought that they deserved this win. And I, I, I said, oh, they just got to hang on. And by hanging on, I mean, they got to keep trying to generate offense. And I tell you what, after that goal, I go, uh-oh. And then sure enough, a few seconds later, they 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 score. And and I think that was the difference. They just kept it going. And instead of sitting back on their heels and I don't want to say giving up, but instead of sitting back on their heel and letting Seattle come at them, they kept their feet moving and they were able to get out of this one. And, you know, a couple empty netters after that. Um, and they walk away with a 5-2 win. <laughs> the comments are great. And this comment kind of brings to light what I'm going through right now, trying to pay attention. But the chat, the chat is, is on, on fire. fire. It is. It really is. Um, and this is a funny comment from Tim. We're Coyotes fans. We've all said, please don't do this to me at the TV before a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do just want to <laughs> scroll back up um, because AJ from DNVR Avalanche is here in oh, our comments AJ. with some stats. Um, Mamelka, one in seven when facing less than 30 shots on goals. Six, 12, and one when facing 30 plus shots on goals. Two no decisions. Only two games with over a point nine. Save percentage when facing less than 30 Look shots at AJ. on goal. Thanks, AJ. See, and that's what those guys do at DNVR. Those two guys, they know everything about everything. <laughs> like You should see the stats these guys come up with. I was watching their show today. It's just amazing. Oh, I wish I could be like that. They got, like, they're hockey rain men. I just don't I, have it in me. I appreciate it so much. Well, But he's right, and that just proves the point of what we're talking about. Under 30 is one in seven. Look, yep. He needs to get shot, so... If, Buddy, get him in there against Tampa because they're they're gonna have no problem getting to thirty on Friday night. Yeah, seriously. So maybe he'll have another incredible performance against a top team in the NHL. But for tonight, he was our DraftKings king of the game. Okay. Um, this was he was kind of king of the game all night for us. Um, Thirty-four saves, point nine four four save percentage. Um, we've kind of already said it but just a bounce back from last night and hopefully he carries that momentum into friday because they're gonna need it they're gonna need all the help and goal they get against some of the best uh offense in the whole nhl so. yeah and you talk about you know the workload and you get worried about his workload okay so th- th- it's gonna be a tough night tonight this is you know we talk about it's, it's 11 o'clock here right now they're not even at the plane yet so they're they're not getting home till really late tonight. So it's what two, three, get to bed in your own bed by four in the morning tonight, but maybe later. So <clears throat> tomorrow's a day off. That won't nobody will be at the rink tomorrow. Injured guys will may maybe have to go in, but hopefully they find a way to come up with some energy for Friday. And then the good news is their second long break of this all-star Olympic break comes immediately after the game Friday, and they got seven days without a game. So let's get everybody through Friday. Let's leave it all on the ice Friday. Let Vamelka make his 40 saves. And then you've got seven days to rest up and get ready for the, for the stretch run here. So it should be, I want to say an interesting game. I, I, I hope, I hope they can stay competitive. I I've seen these Tampa Bay games get out of hand, but Tampa Bay, you know, one of the things AJ's got Tampa Bay comes in the night before into Denver um, and they're on a back to back. So it's going to be a late night for Tampa and maybe, you know, that's a big game. You look on the schedule, like Tampa Bay, Colorado, and then you think the next night it's Tampa Bay, Arizona. Maybe they'll pass it. Maybe maybe they're not ready. So we'll just have to wait and see. 
Um, I'm sorry. The comments are always just so funny. If people want Sean to read the comments out loud, I guess people enjoyed that last night. Um, well, everyone's going on about socks and your shins still. Katie. Yeah, I, I'll just say this. I'm going to stay seated. So which just you'll use your imagination. We'll see. All right. I um, will be more prepared. We have a show tomorrow and we'll be on a studio Friday. I will try to get longer socks. Oh Everybody gosh. freaking happy. Um, PD, there is a question in the chat from Bees. Yes. Were you pleased with the puck pressure tonight, excluding the third period, of course? Yeah, even the third, though. I, I thought, you know, even the rush goal they gave they gave up, it, it was on a good four check. I mean, F1 was hard on the puck. F2 and 3 were there. It was just a bad defensive read by Chikrin. Um, I thought it was better. I thought that they felt like they had some offensive zone time that they haven't had consistently for 60 minutes of late. So yeah, I, I think it was, it was much better than we've seen for an extended period of time. Definitely. Well, what did you think of um, Nick Schmaltz tonight? He had that goal in the second period. That was also his sixth of the season. And then he had the empty net goal. How did you judge his performance? Overall you know what? It, it's funny. He, he We've talked about his skill level and his ability to, to do things offensively and it's just that we haven't seen it enough and I thought this is a perfect characterization of that like you saw it was a great goal it's a great shot he got away from the defenseman albeit he was the last guy back in the zone on the back check so that allowed him to be the first guy on the four check you'd like to see him back in the play a little bit more but he was able to get away from the defenseman unbelievable shot bar in big goal you just want to see him do that more consistently the empty net goal it's nice to to get uh, on the score sheet again. And it's a goal they needed to, to put this one away. Um, there were points in the game that he looked better. I think we're still looking for that consistency. And the, going back with Boyd in the middle of the ice, they had Galchenyuk the last two games, um, gave him a little bit of a spark. They switched that up, put Boyd back there. And I thought that was a good move. I thought that Boyd brought a different element to that line. And I thought that line looked good again tonight, where I don't know if they had that same spark last night. And Galchenyuk clearly brought that that energy to to the Kessel um, to, to the second line with Kessel and Kraus because that line looked better too. Uh oh, is Leah gone? Sean, is it just me? Well, I don't know if we're still here. Oops. Well, I guess I'm still here, so I can talk about it. Am I, Tim? Is it me? Am I still here? Oh, there's Leah. What happened? I don't know. Both <laughs> you guys bailed on me. I don't know what happened. AJ, even AJ said P found solo. A little panic button there, and just like last time when we got kicked off, and it was we were, we were all gone. I was still here by myself. You. I'm just kidding. You didn't get kicked off. <clears throat> no, I Sean and I did. So you're so you had nothing to do with that. Literally nothing. I carry you it. didn't. You didn't kick my back. Us sore. Petey Sean, kicked us hell? off, buddy. <laughs> he did. <laughs> buddy, let's go. It's freaking showtime here. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I, I'm blaming you. Kicked out. We were texting each other like, "Oh, uh, what's happening?" No, I was here. I, I just. I, just I wasn't sure if I was gone, so I kept looking. I was, I was, I've actually asked Tim to say, Hey, am I still here, Tim? Because I saw the comments. So, PD Fine Solo. So, I knew I was still there. Oh my gosh. That was, well, 
I, I don't know what else there is to say about this game. The goaltending was lights out. <laughs> Offensively, they they had better opportunities than they did last game. I think they're in the they're in big trouble Friday night against Tampa. Except Tampa might might uh, run out of gas in Colorado the night before. Um, I wish for the fans they could play the Kraken more often. I mean, this is it's too bad they can't right? schedule once a week. Um, because if you play a, them one more time, I think it's a team that you, you looked at the beginning of the season and you knew they weren't going to be what the Vegas Golden Knights were in, in their inaugural season. And clearly that's coming to pass. This is a team that's coming back down um, to the tank watch. They're getting close. I mean, they're within they're within striking distance of well, these pesky coyotes. I think, I think we have the standings, right, Sean? Yes, we do. All right. Let's let's see him because this is the updated standings flipped upside down. Of course, Montreal in last and making no efforts to be not in last um, fired. But, their but does that change? Today. I think does it will. That- I think it's going to have the same effect that Bruce Boudreaux did on the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and I think they're going to have a, a little boost here. So that could benefit the Coyotes. Um, but even though the Coyotes beat Seattle tonight, I still think there's enough of that six-point separation between the two. I don't think Seattle is going to catch Arizona in the catch them in the reverse way that you would. I mean, six points is a, is a lot, but there's still a lot of hockey left. I mean, there's 35 games left. That you get concerned. Um, the one thing that we keep talking about, the trade deadline is going to affect these teams differently. I don't think... I don't believe, and AJ's in the chat, so he would know, but I don't think Seattle's <laughs> going to be as active as the Arizona Coyotes are at the trade deadline. I think Arizona is going to be a team that's going to be moving a lot of pieces, and I don't know if that's going to be the same for Seattle. Um, Montreal is going to try, but I think with Montreal, we talked about adding um, Hall of Famer Martin St. Louis <laughs> as their head coach. I, I, I agree. I think it's the boost Boudreau effect. I think there's going to be a bump. I think they're going to see, you know, do I expect them to go eight in a row? No, of course not. I don't want to anticipate them knocking off eight straight wins, but I do see them getting more wins and playing a little different style and playing more for their coach than we've seen in the last little bit. And Craig brought it up in the last show. It's hard to play for Dominic Ducharme when you know he's going to be gone. Um, so I think that change is going to help them and it might tighten up this race because right now, the Coyotes are putting the, the Montreal Canadiens in their rear view mirror. Um, Craig calls. <laughs> Craig's Craig call. calls. Let's see if he can stay on air here. It's Craig. Hey, Craig, hey. you missed it. We had um, a situation where Sean and I got booted from the broadcast, but not Petey. <laughs> not Petey had to carry the show. I was running solo for a little bit. <laughs> How long did that last? Uh, I don't know, 30 seconds, but it's 30 <laughs> seconds too long. I tell you that. So how, did you bring in alternate PD just to have a conversation? You know, I should have. I yeah. should have. I was thinking about changing the content completely of the show. <laughs> just, I mean, off just off the rails. It was oh, going to go off the man. rails. Well, who did you get tonight, Craig? Uh, we talked to Alex Galchenyuk, Nick Schmaltz, and Andre. So, what, what did you think? Wait, Leah just asked me about Nick Schmaltz's game tonight. What did you think of, of Nick Schmaltz for 60 minutes tonight? Uh, I mean, I, had, I thought he had his moments. I didn't. I didn't think it was uh, uh, the type of game where, wow, he had two goals. I thought he was an outstanding player tonight. I, th- I thought he had his moments tonight. Wow, that's what about the way what about Jacob Chikrin? Wow, are we just going to go through every player? No, right now? Just I feel like two. I'm under. I'm under the uh, <laughs> not under the gun to here. you. This is for you and PD. I was just was. It came to mind also because he had that really great chance. He basically saved 
a goal yeah. and then yeah. drew a, and then not drew took a penalty like a minute later. So just kind of all over the map for him. So I'm just curious what your guys yeah, well, overall evaluation of him. Overall is. lately, I think he's more engaged in the, in the game than he, than he was earlier in the season. He looks like he's playing with a little more confidence. I don't know what, what's driving that. Maybe he's just gotten past the rough start and the adjustment to his new role, uh, his new coach, et cetera. But he does look more comfortable. He's still not, producing uh on the offensive level that we're used to seeing with Jacob Chikrin and and uh, you know I don't know if the pressure is getting to him as well um he hasn't been very open with media I will say recently uh, it's been a little surprising because he's always been a pretty easy guy to talk to but he hasn't wanted to talk much recently and has has actually bristled a little bit when we brought up the questions about the trade deadline etc so it may be getting to him a little bit um but uh, like I said I think he's been a little better player of late yeah, and one of the things tonight, Craig, and one of the things, I still question his ability to defend from the red line in, and I think you look at the the Seattle second goal tonight, he gets caught pinching a little bit on the blue line, and he just couldn't quite get back into the play and defend it as probably as well as he would have liked, but when we talk about Jacob Chick, when we talk about him on the offensive side of the puck, and for me tonight, he had 10 attempts at net, five shots on net, that tells me he's trying to shoot when he has the puck. And I thought early in the year, the first 15, 20 games, he's trying to distribute it more, make the better pass, trying to help his teammates more. He's got to be selfish. When the puck comes to him, he has to shoot. So having 10 shot attempts for him, I think that shows that he's trying to get the confidence offensively. And I keep saying it's going to come, and I really believe it's going to come from offensively. He had a breakaway tonight. He just couldn't get a handle on it right in tight. Um, I think it's going to come. I don't, I still said it. I said it last show and I'll still say it. I don't know if there's a good GM that's willing to pay the price that Bill Armstrong's asking at the trade deadline right now. I just don't know if there is the other good news tonight. He was plus two. We got to read the uh, super chat here, right? Yeah. Um, so Mr. Stalin always has the, the larger conspiracies every, every time. So <laughs> chicken is uh, taking his trade value without making it too obvious. He is a brilliant strategist and looking for the C on his Jersey. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we know we know Monsieur Solon for his their conspiracy. So yeah, and I think I'm a pessimist at times. I think he wins. But you know what? If these guys are thinking that far ahead, you'd like to think that Kessel's thinking that far ahead, trying to be an offensive-minded guy getting points on the board so he can get the hell out of here. Maybe Chicken's doing the exact opposite. Good good job of spotting that debug egg. I but put I, these on because we were going to play one of these things is not like the other. And that's why I put on my glasses. So <laughs> where's Leah's glasses? Yeah, that's yeah. just, that's the only thing in this image that is not like the other. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that's it. Oh my gosh. Well, we mentioned that the Coyotes have just one more game before they have their week off, which is kind of good timing for them because they can watch the Super Bowl, have Super Bowl parties, kind of get after it and not worry about having a game the next day. And if they want to, they can bet on the Super Bowl um, using the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week. Um, I cannot believe it's already this Sunday. And this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, when you sign up using the promo code PHNX, new customers get 56 to 1 odds on either team. If you bet $5 or more, you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can bet on Super Bowl 56 props, which is so fun. There's color of the Gatorade, the coin flip, everything in between. Um, so just a ton of props to bet on. So give it a try at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's code PHNX. Bet $5 to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. 
Clinton asked, can we bet on the puppy ball? I'm not sure. But Karen, I like- what are you saying? What's Karen saying about us? <laughs> you want testosterone in this show? Karen, you're you're the, always the one that lifts us up. I, I, I don't know what to feel right now. I'm surprised. Karen always is there for me. I appreciate you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was asking for our Super Bowl picks earlier too, by the way. So let's just lay oh, it out there our right picks. now. I mean, we have one more show against the Kings before we have to lay yeah. it out there. But do you guys know? Do you know who you're picking? I'm taking I the mean, it's I, I want to say HK, but I, I wow, Super like Bowl Joe HK. Burrell. Okay. Well, no, it's just the matchup that like I, I think the NFL commissioners like HK. Like, is this the matchup everybody wanted across the country? The Rams and the Bengals? Is this I the, mean it's the LA know, market? That's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, well. I guess. I guess Rams Chiefs, maybe, but I guess Joe Burrow's the story. I'd like to see Joe Burrow tear it up. I'd like to see the Bengals win. I just don't know if they can beat LA in LA and Stafford's just too hot. So I, I think the Rams are gonna get the win. I am also picking the Rams, but last time I picked against the Bengals, I lost a bet, and now I'm bleaching my hair blonde on Friday. So That is true. I have a hard time betting against the Bengals, but I still feel like uh, the the, the Rams are going to win. I'm not taking the Rams spread, but I think they can win. Wow. Um, I also think the Rams are going to win. Mm. Which just goes to mean I think the Bengals will win because we all just said that. Um, and also I will say today, and this doesn't surprise me because Arizona is like this, um, at the waste management open today, so many Bengals jerseys, very few Rams jerseys. Wow. So I think, I think the people want the Bengals. The Bengals are be- what the bills would be if the bills were in the Super Bowl. They're America's team right now. <laughs> Everyone wants to see them succeed and see Los Angeles fail. Well, I always like to beat LA. So, um, <laughs> You know, we'll see. First time Super Bowl winner, whoever wins. So that's cool. I like that. Wow. So look at these stats yeah. we come up with here on the hockey show. And Just can we talk full about of stats Did today. you see the women? The women's curling tonight. The Americans beat the Russians in the opening round robin game. I did not. I did not see that. Thank you. Seriously, just it literally just got over it. It was all over it. Thank you. They win nine three. Thank you for that update, though. And then the Olympic hockey is later. Their debut with their new captain Andy Mealy. They're playing. The team out of China tonight. So with, or this morning uh, with or tomorrow. Arizona morning. State's Peter Zhang is on that team. Yeah. So yeah. Arizona that. connections every which way. Um That's right. speaking of Arizona connections and speaking of the waste management open, and we're gonna save this, but I did run into Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien today at the Waste Management Open. Um Scotty Upshaw played here. Um, with the Coyotes and got to chat with them. We talked a little bit about the arena situation, hockey in Arizona. So that video will be coming um, this week to hear what they had to say. So it was kind of cool to catch up with them. Um, Speaking of stats, and this one was kind of funny to me. So before this game, the Coyotes were 3-1-1 with a two-goal lead. I just thought it was funny that they'd only had five situations this season with a two-goal lead. Now they're four one and one, so that's a little update there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, don't, I don't know if it's going to happen too many times, Leah. I'm, I'm no, and also five a five two final just makes it seem like it was this offensive like output, but it was two empty net goals. Yeah, it it wasn't a five two game, that's for sure. And and how about those two pipes? 
Oh yeah. my god, the post could have been the king of the game. I thought it was like that Taco Bell commercial where everybody hears the bell and then everybody just leaves. <laughs> I was kind of hoping everybody just leave the ice because I showed that commercial 10 times during the goddamn game. The bell rings and everybody just kind of goes away. I thought about leaving. When you need a taco, you need a taco. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're off the rails here. Okay. Veg, uh, Veg had those two uh, backdoor saves tonight, though, that were just huge saves in this game. Yeah, the Eberle one, and and uh, I think it was Wenberg on the other one. Um, I, we said it before, Craig. When he's on, he's on. And, and if he can find that consistency in his game here in the NHL, he's still young, and, and when he's good, he's good. I like I mean, the fact that, that they – oops, sorry. I like the fact they went back to him, right? I, I mean, there were a lot of people wondering why the heck they went back to him on a, on a back-to-back. Uh, they didn't think his workload was that bad, first of all, in Vancouver. Um Ivan Prozovtov had just played the day before too in Abbotsford and then he had to travel. So maybe they thought it was too much of a hardship on him. But the, the other thing that, that Andre talked about tonight post game was they're still trying to find out what they have in Vemelka. So they're putting him in some of these situations really to test him, to see how he responds. And I mean, a lot of people thought this was crazy to put him in this game tonight. And here, here he is. He's our king of the game, I assume. Yes. Uh, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. He turned in a heck of a game tonight to to help them split this road trip. And I think they're 2-0 and against the Kraken right now, which is they are. not necessarily a good thing in the Tankathon but series. The, but, but the Coyotes are undefeated, or yeah, undefeated against a whole franchise, a whole NHL franchise. So that's kind of fun. You bring um, up something interesting, Craig, about Vimelka, though. At some point here, we're into February. March is around the corner. At some point, are they going to start thinking about what their goaltending is going to look like next season? I mean, you, you've, you've got Vimelka, you've got Wedgwood you're going to have to deal with. Where does Carter Hutton fit into this? Does he fit into this? Is Prozvatov still in the American League? <laughs> like at some point, do you, do you reward Vimelka and say, hey, you know what? We'd like to have you stick around. Um, maybe it, it financially better and behooves them to do it now, um, get him signed. I, I don't know. Is it something you think that's on their radar yet? It is. Uh, Bill Armstrong actually told me that it's something they're going to start talks with him soon. I actually reported this uh, in the last neutral zone that I, that I had. They're going to start talks with him soon. So they do want to keep him around. And I, I do think he's one of those two guys on the roster next season. Who the other guy is, I don't know at this point. It's not going to be Carter Hutton. I wrote about him today. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is this is it for Carter Hutton. I can't. I can't imagine another team signing him, to be honest. He's 36, and his recent resume isn't all that good. As far as Scott Wedgwood, I, I don't know. He, he's actually represented by the same agent as Karel Vimelka, so maybe they can work something out and keep him around for what's going to be another difficult season in Arizona. I don't know that you want to put Ivan Prozvatov in that situation yet. Um, down in the AHL tonight, which unfortunately Tucson lost 5-0 to Abbotsford, um, but David Tendick... Uh, made his AHL debut tonight when he came in, I believe, in the second period in reliefs in Tucson. So they I came mean, in in the third, played 16 minutes, had seven saves on seven shots. There it is. Did not give up a goal in the game tonight in his AHL debut for David Tendick. Yep. So not not a great week for the Roadrunners, but man, tough tough for them lately, unfortunately. Yeah, so many so many players called up. They just haven't had a a full roster, so it's really hard to play in that situation. Yeah, between injuries and call-ups, this is not the season this Tucson Roadrunner team thought they'd have. It's the coaching staff thought they were going to have different players. They you were talking. We talked about this team being a team that, to be reckoned with in this Pacific Division. 
it just didn't pan out. It's not, it's not anyone's fault other than they played here. They played at yeah. the big club. You know, it's, yeah. it's a roster. It's a numbers issue. Um, but we talked about development, and I still think we talked about Prozvatov. I still think he needs to play there another year. I think, you know, we talk about the development for some of these young defensemen, even J.J. Mosier. It's going to be a guy we have to really look at. Do you want him to play 82 games in the NHL next year, or do you want them to succeed in the American League? I still think it's it's going to be part of what Bill – it's interesting to see how he'll build this team over this summer compared to how he built it last summer. Will it be similar with older expiring contracts? Will he try to interject some of those young players? It'll be interesting to see what his thought process is going forward. Definitely. Well, also going forward for us, it is – late right now and we're going to be back in the studio tomorrow morning early but it's for an exciting reason and if you all don't know it is because tomorrow morning zach lind the drummer from the band jimmy eat world will be live in the studio not calling in he will be physically in the studio live with us tomorrow morning that's thursday morning at 9 a.m um we are super excited jimmy eat world is from arizona Arizona sports fans, we have a ton of questions for Zach about being a musician, about Arizona sports fandom, about songs being used inside of sporting event experiences. So tune in for that on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, and we are very excited about that one. By the way, how would you like to have just that badass photo of yourself out there in the universe for people to look at all the time? I've already Photoshopped myself in it. And print it on my desk. <laughs> can I, just can I ask you something tonight yeah. before? I don't want to ask it tomorrow and like this go the wrong way. Is a drummer of a band like a goalie on a hockey team? Do you know what I'm saying when I say that? You're going to have to extend this. Like, help me know, understand. You know how like, it's like a pitcher in baseball. Is he the guy? Is he the guy? And technically, Leah, when you talk musically, he is like he drives the bus from back there. Like whatever, he sets the tone, the tempo. He sets the theme of the music. Like it's him. The drummer drives the bus. But so also, you might, like that might be, you should ask that tomorrow. So he's well, kind of like the Leah Merrill of drives the bus. Exactly. Of world. Okay. Sure, sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. Some people would say he's like the Sean DePaz, but you know, <laughs> some some people would say that. I heard. I also heard their tour bus is actually in the parking lot of PHNX tonight. Like that's how they do their thing. They get, they get, especially an early morning thing. They get there ahead of time, so they're already out there sleeping. Yeah, definitely. No, maybe. Oh man, no. This is it like a fast times kind of thing. Is there smoke pouring just, out of that bus? Just rolling out of that. Big item. <laughs> Happens on the bus, stays on the bus. Craig, not my. Not asking about that either. No, it should be fun. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about music in sports. So it's a, a, a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I can't wait. And Craig had mentioned the story today that um, about Carter Hutton on gophnx.com. If you haven't checked that out, be sure to do so. Um, become a member today. You can get a shirt when you sign up. Sean is wearing the ASU shirt. Um, PD is wearing the purple Cody. So check out the PHNX locker members get deals weekly on merchandise. There's sticker packs on there. And also if you're not following PHNX sports on social media, um, tons of content from the waste management open program today, both on the Instagram, PHNX sports, Instagram, and on Twitter as well. So check that out. Lots of great stuff and on TikTok. Um, so some, some Aaron Rodgers content, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff today. Um, 
I'm also surprised my street racing crew hasn't appeared. They're very maybe quiet. It's, it's so late that they're just, they already went to bed. Races are over. Which I need to also go to bed. Um, anything else from tonight? <laughs> I know it was a win, but it was like. No, it was good. It was good. It was good goaltending. They, they, they were able to maintain an offensive push through 60 minutes. It's a good win. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I except, for the, they, except for the except for the Pentagon series. Yeah, did you guys Not already a, put up those standings? We did. We, we did, did put up the yeah. standings. And, and I mean, they could have they could have solidified a top two spot tonight. But yeah, this yeah. spread goes from six to you know, but you go to, to four. But Craig, we and we were talking about this before you got here. Do you think that Marty St. Louis is going to give the boost that Bruce Boudreaux gave to the Vancouver Canucks when they went on their little run? I think there will be a little spike here, so Montreal might climb within range of the Coyotes again. And we, again, we have a long way to go and we have the trade deadline coming up where teams are going to be in sell mode. So there's going to be some Coyotes that are gone. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. That's I mean, true. I was just saying with Seattle, I mean, they, they could add a 10 point lead on the Coyotes. Yeah, 10 point lead at the time of the year. That's done. Then yeah. you're, you're talking about two teams, but they're still right there. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and oh, by the way, Sean, there's Buffalo as well. There's Buffalo. And there they come. count out those Sabres. When it comes to the tankathon, it could be a four-team race. I still think it's two. I think Montreal gets a boost. I think Arizona struggles through the trade deadline. And I just don't know. That Seattle team just isn't impressing me right now. I don't no. know if they're going to get a lot of wins down the stretch either. So it could be three, and don't be afraid of Buffalo. So it could be four. Ottawa thinks that they're too far. Ottawa's too good. They're going to get their wins. So is Jersey. So maybe four. We'll keep an eye on it. If you're going to if you're going to get the news on the tankathon, it's going to be here. Don't watch DNVR. They no, will not there, that's the tankathon. Of the tankathon <laughs> at the NVR Avalanche. But let's pull up the punch card. Let's see where we are in the grand scheme. Have we made any progress? Oh yeah, yeah baby. Look it at does that. look. It's looking We're closing yeah. in on fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's looking a little better. It looks a little better. I, I think this was a good idea. Was this Leah? Was this your idea or was this? Craig's? I think it was Craig's idea. It's a good idea because you can kind of get it. I feel like we're getting there. Like we're, we're making progress finally. And then we don't yes. play for seven days. So then it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's going to, that's going to hurt us a little bit. I don't remember if this was my idea. I'm old. I don't remember. It, it was your idea, Craig. Just, <laughs> it was, accept, just accept, just yeah. accept the, the praise for the idea. Um, all right. Well, the Coyotes 12th win. It's, hard to believe um <laughs> honestly yeah on the road to 18 that, that was the over under was 18 i think they can i think they can do it i definitely do i definitely think they can do it what about the kings uh, i don't know we'll see yeah this is uh by the way this is going to be an in- interesting game because this is one of the highly rumored locations for jacob Chikrin if he does get traded in fact I saw Lisa Dillman from The Athletic wrote a piece very recently. may have been yesterday. I can't remember, but looking at the possibilities. L.A. has a lot of interesting prospects that might intrigue the Coyotes. Um, yeah, they got L.A. twice before the end of the month, so it's going to be, you know, Coyote fans are going to get a look at this team. They, and it's a, you know, always been a rival, but I tell you what, this L.A. Kings in, team is interesting. They still have some of those old familiar faces, you know, Kopitar, Brown, Quick, some names fans are familiar with, but they have so many young players They've added so much speed and talent um, to this lineup that they're an interesting team. And you're right. Does a Jacob Chikrin help them out on the back end, provide more offense? And they're a team now that I don't know if they thought they'd be on the, the playoff bubble going in, but they're there now. 
And yeah. we're almost 50 games in and, and it's still I didn't think so. I really didn't think so that yeah, they would be, be on the precipice, but there they are. Um, and we do have, and this is all credit to Sean because he does a great job. The the little calendar looking ahead. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So there, there it is. is. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out Sean for the graphics. Um, so Tampa Bay on Friday, then a nice little break for everyone, and then back with LA Saturday the, the 19th. We have stuff planned. We got to do stuff? Yes. We got yeah. um, a prospect show with Chris Peters, so that will be super interesting. That's happening next week. We have another special show that we will disclose at a later time, but it's going to be a ton of fun. So be sure to No more late along. nights, though. No, no more. We need we need a little break from these eight o'clock. It's it's daylight savings is right around the corner. So I know we almost we'll get made back it. on Pacific. <laughs> Seriously, but be sure to follow along um, PHNX Sports on YouTube and PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter because even when the Coyotes are off, we're still bringing you five days a week of Coyotes content. So you're not going to get that anywhere else besides PHNX. So be sure to follow us. Follow along. Um, just a, a subtle plug for myself. I'm three Twitter followers away from a thousand. So wow, <laughs> hit me with that follow at Leah Merrill, um, and of course follow at S Peters Hockey and at Craig S Morgan. And Craig is going to the Arizona. Right? Are you still going, Craig? The Arizona Board of Regents meeting tomorrow, where they will be <laughs> oh, voting okay. on because we'll when you are a Coyotes reporter, you are also. An education reporter and a political reporter. That's the well, reality. Well, that sounds like fun. Because yeah. I know they'll be talking coyotes the whole entire time. No, they will not. <laughs> no, no. They'll oh, be talking about sound. a lot of other things. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. <sighs> Better you than yeah. me, Craig. Yep. Man. And wait, All can right. I ask one more question? Yeah. And I know we're trying to wrap it up here. No, you can why go. The hell are they playing, why the hell are they playing 7.30 on Friday? Because like, they what? said... How can we just make every game as late as possible? Yeah, wait, <laughs> I just looked at the schedule thinking, oh, it's 7. No, and then they do, they play Vegas another. They got a Friday at 7.30. Then they got the Kings at 8 midweek. Like, what the hell? What are they Does it have anything doing? to do with uh, any of the broadcast rights holders? Oh, I'm sure it does. It's probably what's impacting this starting time. I'm sure time, it's so. TV. And I was surprised to see, and I, I, I know we talked about this yesterday briefly, that the broadcast team for Valley Sports Arizona, we knew they didn't go to Vancouver. I, we all thought they were getting on a plane today and flying to Seattle. No, and did, did you not. see when the feed cut out the for like 30 out. seconds? When we had the sound, yeah, the sound was like it's inside a can. It was awful. Yeah. It was, I was yeah, sure that there was going to be a goal in that time. <laughs> But see, it, yeah. it happens to them. It happened to us happens tonight. To us. Maybe there's just something in the airwaves. They have it better than I did. <laughs> and somebody did say in the in the chat, PD wants every game at 5 p.m. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> Remember they used to do that back? Craig was around when they used to do that at, at America West when they used to have those Sunday, Saturday afternoon games. I love oh, afternoon Fantastic. Game. And I don't know why they don't do more of that here. Maybe when they move to, you know, get into the Tempe Tempe, even their short-term or long-term in Tempe, maybe you get back to some of those afternoon games on Saturday and Sunday. Fans loved them. Like, it was really, it was a popular time. I just don't know why that hasn't caught on. Can we bring back uh, Peter Puck, too? It'd be awesome. Well, I I think the afternoon games will be back when they do the um, back-to-backs with ASU. (laughs) The matinees. It's the prime time, 7 o'clock. It's the only time available. (laughs) 
It's like a peewee yeah. tournament. And the Coyotes are playing at 11 today. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like man. it. Yeah, we're, we're all for it. The three of us are all for that. Well, we will have a morning show tomorrow, 9 a.m. Um, here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, Zach Lynn, Jimmy Eat World, live in studio, 9 a.m. tomorrow. So tune in for that. And we will be back on Friday night for another post-game show, the last one for a week. But tons of stuff coming your way at gophnx.com and on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. So be sure to follow along. Leave us a review, rate, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, man, it's almost midnight. So have a good night, everyone. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow.